Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Business Builders. I'm joined today with my virtual guest, Jordan, from Your Best Business Life. Jordan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Charles. I'm so happy to be here. We're going to have a great show today. Yeah, we're super excited today because we know our topic is something that a lot of our listeners can relate to. Um, it's all about how to manage your work-life balance while working from home. Now, obviously, um, given the situation and the, and the current um, events that are happening, I would assume the vast majority of our listeners have transitioned to either working from home or working from home for certain times um, of the week. So before we dive in, Jordan, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, about your background, and how you, uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, can help business owners achieve their goals? Absolutely, 100%. So the name of my business is Your Best Business Life. I'm a business coach, and I primarily work with female business owners in service-based businesses. I help them avoid burnout um, and also achieve their ideal work-life balance. So a lot to say on today's topic. Um, I see clients come to me when they're really tired of spinning their wheels, they're not feeling productive or achieving goals. We have, have a lot of clients who are just say to me, I'm putting out fires all the time and it feels really stressful, stressed about the bottom line, they don't know what to prioritize. So we work together and we create a profitable, sustainable business. I help them learn how to invest in their self-care without feeling guilty bringing joy, pleasure, and play back into their lives. And as a coach, I provide the support they need to thrive as a business owner. Awesome. So our topic is essentially focusing on, you know, how to maintain that balance while people are working from home versus the office. So why don't you um, kind of talk about the example that we talked about earlier that I think uh, many people listening can relate to. Right. So today we were supposed to meet at the hub. And of course, this morning, um, my son wakes up with a sore throat. And um, I think this is, you know, this type of situation is happening. These bumps in the road are happening to a lot of us lately. And how do we pivot really quickly and say, and thank God for Zoom, right? You know, right. Um, I could reach out to you and say, hey, Charles, uh, I'm not able to come in today. And, uh, you know, can we do this remotely? So it's a good example of how all of us are having to make pivots. Some of them are small, like we did today, and some of them are larger with our businesses. And we saw a lot of that in 2020, and we're going to see a fair amount of that in 2021. So the name of the game is how can you stay flexible? How can um, you make it work when we have all these, like I said, bumps in the road? <laughs> yeah, so let's touch on that a little bit. Um, you know, you said make it flexible. What are some kind of tips that, you know, would... Um, that you could give to our listeners to kind of help them on simple things, just like, you know, if you're, um, you know, you have to make that transition from, you know, hey, I had an event, but something came up in my personal life, I need to change it. You know, what what's some tips that kind of go through your mind there? Well, I think the biggest thing for all of us right now is just communicating, right? We, you know, I mean, it's really simple, but it's so true. Um, you know, just reaching out, like I reached out to you this morning and saying, yeah, yeah, I've got this situation on my hands and how can we work together to figure this out? You know, so just staying flexible in and around your communication, really using your um, communication tools, reach out. I, you know, I, I, I would say start there. Awesome. No, that's great advice. Um, you'd be surprised how many people wait to the last minute to kind of send that message as well. So um, what about for uh, individuals who are kind of new business owners and, you know, they're they're not used to, um, 
you know, setting goals, especially, you know, if we talk about setting goals at work versus setting goals at home. Um, so, you know, there's a new business owner, they're just starting out and they're having to spend a lot of time at the home office. Um, you know, what are some ways that they can, you know, help so they're not struggling in that sense? So I think that's a really good question. And again, you know, we're as new business owners, de- depending on whether you're a sole proprietor, you have employees, you're always going to want to be communicating. But then the biggest, you know, the other big step is creating boundaries in and around the, your time and communicating those boundaries. Um, so choosing your work hours is one thing that you're going to want to do. Notifying your staff, your clients, colleagues, even family members of your work hour work hours. And we can help ourselves by the variety of tech tools that we have in terms of like email autoresponders, voicemail greetings to say, hey, you know, this is the structure that I have for my work and this is what it looks like. Um, So I would say that's one of the ways. And then for new business owners who are working from home who have kiddos, you know, that's been or your kiddos who are at home, I think. You know, that's another been another big piece of like, okay, how are we between you and your spouse going to structure our time with, you know, with our kids? And so, again, that's another piece where you want to make sure that you're communicating. We actually have either a nighttime family huddle or we have a morning family huddle to say, okay, what's going on today? What are the big things? Where do we need the space? So my husband might say, Hey, I need to make sure, you know, I get this done today. I've got an hour, you know, right before we went into this, um, you know, our podcast, Charles, I went in and I said to my husband, I said, okay, um, mom needs her time now. <laughs> you know, um, I'm not going to be available. Same thing with my kid who's at home and, uh, you know, again, with the communication, checking in with him, like, hey, bud, did you hear me? You know, mom's going to be unavailable for the next little while. Do you have something that can tide you over? And also letting him know, hey, go um, chat with dad if you need something. So those are just ways to, you know, help yourself start to create some structure, making sure that you have the communication, setting up those boundaries. This is the time that I'm available. This is the time that I'm not available. Yeah, that's great. I, I would imagine um, for the people who don't, you know, set those boundaries, I would feel like they would constantly get interrupted. Would you agree? Oh, a hundred percent. And you know, and that's so frustrating when we're having these, and and that happens in our, I would say, regular work life as well. Um, so right. you know, how are some of the ways that we can, you know, deal with? constant interruptions, whether you're working from home or, or even at the office. And I always think that just establishing those boundaries are what's really important. Hey, this is the time that I'm going to be, you know, available to answer questions, um, go through problem solving. Um, you know, I like to do that with Isaac, you know, saying, Hey, mom's available, you know, after three o'clock um, to, you know, help you with whatever you need. And this was more so when Isaac was uh, schooling from home or homeschooling. Now he's back in school. But when he was homeschooling, you know, I would say, let's set up a program for you. So, you know, you could have what you need during the day. I will be having my working hours. And then, you know, we'll come back together at a certain period of time um, so that we, I can make sure that you have what you need. And then also scheduling in some breaks to say, okay, we'll do lunch today, you know, or whatever, take a break today. Um, 
And I think, you know, with your staff, again, with staff, colleagues, it's just communicating your need for uninterrupted work time. And sometimes you can also set up, you know, gatekeepers um, that will share your availability. So they can share the times that you're available to answer questions or give feedback. Just want to get in the habit of protecting your, you know, workspace and working in flow. Yeah, totally. Um, so a gatekeeper, can you give me an example of who a gatekeeper might be for someone who's working from home? Right. So we have such great availability now for virtual assistance um, for people who are working from home. So if you're a business owner, um, you know, who is now, you know, kind of transitioned from brick and mortar to a home office and you know, if you don't have somebody already ready, you can set up a virtual assistant that would field, um, you know, some of your calls, uh, whatever, you, you know, some of your emails. So that's a great way for you to protect that space and not be interrupted. Yeah, I really like that. That's that's uh, awesome. So, you know, setting up a um, out of the office, if you will, is another uh, example that people might be uh, more familiar with as well. Hundred percent, and you know that's that's so we have the virtual assistants, but also we have all these technology pieces that also make it you know great for us to protect our time, right? Um, you know, I don't know if there's anything that you use at the chamber, Charles, um, to protect that time. Is there any? Is there anything that you guys would be? Um, I would say. If, if we're here and we're working physically in the office, usually it's just closing our door. Um, you know, right. our staff obviously really understands and respects that. Um, for obviously those people who are either working from home or they don't have that, you know, luxury of people respecting, you know, them closing their door in a sense. Um, I would say it's more along the lines of, you know, just setting up an out of office in Outlook or, you know, uh, sending everyone that you work with a note before the day starts an email. Hey, you know, I'm going to be busy, you know, you know, reach me after four if you need me, that sort of thing. A hundred percent. And I love it how we can go old school um, and just say, I'm closing my door. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Protecting my space. So let's talk a little bit about that too, which is, you know, a lot of people um, kind of work in a way that's random um, from home. So we do want to, it's helpful uh, to set up a designated workspace. Um, somewhere where you do have a little space, you do have a little privacy. You know, I think some of us just get into that habit of like working from our laptops and we're at the kitchen table or we're on the couch, you know, um, and just finding a place where, you know, you can set up a little corner, even if it's just, you know, if you have a home office, that's amazing. But if it's just a bedroom or, you know, I have a friend who worked from her closet for a while <laughs> just because, right, you know, just because it was a place that she, you know, she kind of retooled her closet and made it into a workspace. So that's another way we kind of protect ourselves and have some, you know, structure so we get some privacy, you know. Yeah. Well, let, let's touch on that a little bit. What are some things that you can do or tweak, you know, that you could take a non-traditional workspace and make it more of a comfortable workspace? What are some examples that you've seen that have been successful? Oh, geez. Um, I mean, you know, I think that 
I, I think, you know, I mean, you could do anything in terms of the space itself. I guess maybe I need a little more clarification on that. Yeah. So, you know, you talked about your uh, the person that you knew who transformed her closet, right, to become her, her workspace. Yeah. Is it just, you know, she took things out and brought a little table in and maybe, you know, yeah. a phone or yeah. you know, how did that kind of process, that transition work for her? A hundred percent. So this, the closet was the space that she had and she, that's exactly what she did. She just reorganized some of her clothes, actually put that in her bedroom space. And she made, um, like basically a small office and it was really nice because her particular closet had a window. Um, so it didn't feel like she was boxed in, but she brought in a desk and she, you know, I think she even brought in, in like a little filing cabinet. Um, and it was really, it was actually turned out to be this really nice space. Um, so we do need to kind of get creative about the space that we have. And for some people, it might even be like, hey, is there a space that you can create out on your lanai? I mean, you know, being in Florida, we have this, you know, beautiful availability of like, you know, having year round, pretty much year round outside weather. Not like my brother who is in Minnesota at 17 below. That would not work on the porch. <laughs> you know, so really just you know, looking at the space that you have and or, you know, again, with your family members, um, you know, just saying like, hey, I need you to hang out in your room for a while because I will be at the kitchen table and I need some space. I'm on a call or I'm working on something. Um, so, again, we this is the situation that we're in for, you know, most of us. And how can we get creative about using the space that we have? Gotcha. So let me ask you this. The people who do work from home and maybe they don't have a family or they don't have kids and they're by themselves. Um, you know, talk to me about the struggle of how do you kind of limit not working all day and kind of overworking yourself? You know, how, how are you able to kind of set boundaries and goals to say, hey, OK, you know, I know at noon I'm going to go eat lunch and I'm going to stop working and I'm going to get out of the house, you know, kind right. of talking through that a little bit. I a hundred percent. And it's, and it happens. And I would say, you know, it happens to all of us. So planning your time, structuring your day by scheduling your tasks and your breaks is really important. And then also making sure that you're putting work away at the end of the day. So we'll go through a little bit of that um, together. I think that one, because there is always that work creep. And what I've heard from a lot of people who are new to the work for, from home space, at first they thought it was going to be really great. You know, they're like, oh my gosh, it'd be so cool, you know, because I'll have time to like do my yoga in the morning and um, I could throw those loads of laundry in or, you know, whatever people want to do. But all suddenly what started happening is that people were like, oh my gosh, my coworker is flying, you know, he's up and he's like texting me at 6.30 a.m. And I have another co coworker that's, you know, a night person. So it's 9.30 at night and she's wanting to go over some, you know, plans for the next week. And so what we want to do is make sure that one, we're creating the space for our work. So we are setting our working hours. I'm going to work from, you know, eight to five. Um, and I'm going to take some breaks and then really at five o'clock, I'm stopping my work and we always want to give ourselves a, uh, kind of like a transition period and some kind of indicator, um, a post-work ritual, if you will, that says, Hey, 
time to go on to something else, time to put work away, time to leave your office. Um, you know, sometimes my husband and I just will say, do you want to meet out on the Lanai for like a post-work snack or post-work, you know, glass of wine or whatever it is, or we'll say, Hey, do you want to, you know, take Jackson, our naughty beagle for a walk this evening. And that way we're, we're leaving, we're basically leaving our office. So, and I'm doing air quotes here, Charles, Um, (laughs) you know, we're leaving our office and we're going on to something else. Um, Trying to think about some other tips. I think, you know, again, when we're thinking about our work, we always want to also be planning out what is the one thing that I need to get done today, accomplishing that one thing, um, and then being able to go on to, you know, what are what are our other hobbies or activities or things that we need to do with our family. So just making sure that we're setting up those boundaries so that our work isn't bleeding into everything. And I think another really important piece would be with your coworkers. Um, and if you're leading a team or if it's your business, also having a communication, you know, sitting down and communicating with your staff, what are our working hours? You know, um, if people want to start early, if they want to work late, that's up to them. But our working hours are between this time and this time so that we're all all respecting each other's workflows. Yeah, I would, uh, I would assume that it's really important for your coworkers to respect those hours as well. A hundred percent. Yeah, right. You know, because everybody's different. Like, um, I'm kind of a morning person. So, you know, generally I'll get up and start working, you know, maybe like by six. Um, but I'm really cautious and careful. I have a lot of clients who are on the West Coast. So I don't want to be you know, if they don't have their phones turned off, I don't want to be pinging them with emails at 3 a.m. <laughs> you know, that's not going to feel real good to them. Same, same, you know, we just need to be respectful of each other in this time and just saying, you know, like, hey, um, you know, just be aware that if you're, you know, we don't want to start a Slack conversation, you know, at 530 in the morning, nor do we want to do that at 10 o'clock at night. Right. Um, what about people who have been struggling with all of these changes going on? I know a lot of people have kind of changed their work habits. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously most people are afraid of change. You know, what are some little things that people can do to kind of help ease that process? Well, you know, really and truly, I think the biggest thing is we all need to give ourselves a bit of grace. You know, uh, I mean, I I think there there are some things that we can do to just help us through this transition but also in the forefront of your mind, just to remember and to remind yourself that we're all doing our best. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, We can make mistakes and it's going to be okay Um, that we will all get through this together. And, um, and I think, you know, we're all in the same boat, right? You know, Um, that's really, really important. So it's not, you know, I think a lot of it, I think a lot of times that happens, especially oh, with people who are new to doing things at home, is that we just expect a level of perfection from ourselves that isn't achievable. And in that process, we get really stressed out. So we just need to take a moment, breathe. You know, if your day just, you know, goes to all heck, 
um, it's probably time to just take a walk. You know, it's probably time to do something relaxing, you know, or go hang out with your, go, go hang out with your family, go play with your kids, go hang out with a friend and just say, you know what? Today was rough. Today was rough. And tomorrow I have another chance and we're all going to make it through this together. Yeah. I imagine if people are struggling, they can always um, prioritize tasks and say, okay, if I get these two little things done today, I feel great. And I can kind of push off the thing that's really bothering me for tomorrow as well. hundred percent. And I just want to touch on that just a little bit, Charles, too, because one of the things that I think that I see a lot is people um, over architecting their goals, you know? So in this time, remember to, you know, simplify um, you know, just choose that one thing that you need to get to, done that, you know, that day or two things that you need to get done that day, not the 50 million things, um, that you have on your list, because that's where we see people getting really stressed out and really getting into a lot of trouble. Um, so, you know, one of the things that we use is phases that we use is do less, but better. And then also another one we like to use is stop starting start finishing. Just choose one thing, um, you know, and once you finish that, go on to something else. And if you get a couple of big things done in your day, like that's great. Celebrate that and then leave the rest for tomorrow. Right. Huh? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that um, for sure. Now, I know one of the things that I always hear from people is, you know, I don't have enough time to work from home. Um, just because of all the stuff that we've talked about. So they always come to me and they're like, you know, how do I make time for these things? Um, <laughs> yes. Well, you know, it's interesting because time is, um, it, you know, it's both infinite and, and uh, you know, and also sometimes we feel like we're, you know, running short on time. So I would say in terms of I guess, prioritizing and making time, you know, we all have the same amount of hours in a week. It's 168 hours, right? And um, it really comes comes down to what are you going, going to prioritize with your time and what's important to you? Because the things that get done are the things that we actually prioritize. And if you're prioritizing, um, you know, 13 hours a week of social media scrolling, which I know a lot of us are guilty of, <laughs> you know, I will just tell you this, like, you know, the average person spends 2.5 hours a day on social media. Yeah, right. So again, when we look at, um, you know, when we look at quote unquote, our time, we really do have enough time for everything. And it comes down to being really diligent about what you're going to prioritize. You know, you do have enough time to, you know, do self-care practices, like whether it's, um, you know, getting out and kayaking or, you know, taking a bike ride or going to a yoga class, Um, you know, that 2.5 hours that you're just mindlessly scrolling through social media could be used for a couple hours of great outdoor self-care. Um, so if we're getting clear on what our, you know, activities are really meaningful to us, what relationships are meaningful for us, what work is meaningful to us, we're scheduling that time and we're being really diligent about it. 
you actually come to figure out that you have enough time. And, and anybody who wants to do the 168 hours exercise, I'll give some information at the end on how they can contact me. Um, it's a great way to kind of evaluate, well, how am I using my, you know, weekly time and how can I take these different types of buckets between work and self-care and connecting with family and friends and make sure that I'm filling my cup and doing those things. Yeah. And I imagine once you kind of take a deep dive and look at it, you'll come to realize that there is a lot of extra time that you can use to make time for those things, right? It's really true. And, and a lot of times with clients, when we go through this exercise, they kind of like um, chuckle to themselves. They're like, I guess I actually really do, you know, have enough time to do this. And we have a comparison between like, wow, look at all these ways that I'm kind of like spinning my wheels and not, not, not even realizing how I'm quote unquote, like wasting my time. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so as we're kind of wrapping our conversation up, I'd really like to give our listeners a couple of takeaways. Um, so if, if Jordan, if you could give us three takeaways that everyone here could use to help manage their work life while they're working from home, what would those three takeaways be? Yeah, I think, again, just remembering communication, creating boundaries, um, enforcing those boundaries. And then, you know, just structuring, I'll give you a couple bonus ones, which is structuring your day, um, limiting your distractions, using, you know, I'd say fight technology with technology. That's always a really good piece. Um, and then the end one, like we talked about, just give yourself grace. We're all, we're going to get, you know, we're going to get through this guys. I think at the end of, you know, by the end of 2021, this will hopefully just be kind of a distant memory and we can take all that's good that we've learned from this experience um, in and around, you know, more communication, using our boundaries well, um, all the things, all the things that can be great about working from home. Um, so I would say that, you know, yeah, those would be my takeaways. Do you see kind of the working from home balance continuing 2021 the same as 2020? Do you see it getting worse, getting better? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I think it really varies like individual to individual um, and, you know, corporation to corporation. What I have heard as I go out and I talk to um, business owners is that some of the freedom and flexibility and also the savings that have, you know, come from this, you know, giant experiment that we're all in working from home. Um, a lot of companies are going to continue down that path. And so we will, you know, now that we're here, it's like, okay, we'll still have to continue to practice their communication, enforce our boundaries, you know, designate our space um, at home, because it seems like some of this is going to be, you know, this is, a, this is actually a permanent change. Right, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, thanks for joining us today, Jordan. We definitely appreciate your insight on this topic. Um, is there a place where our listeners can learn more about everything that we talked about and kind of get a little bit more information about you and if they want to reach out and ask more questions? A hundred percent. And I would love that. I'm always here. Um, so they can go out to my website, which is www.yourbestbusinesslife.com. That's yourbestbusinesslife.com. 
Um, if they want to, I have a contact form, which is really easy to just reach out, shoot me a little email there. And then also, which would be a great place to get the 168 hours exercise. And then I also have a priority planner that they can download. You know, if people are feeling overwhelmed from home. Um, you know, just click on the link and you can go from overwhelmed to much more laser focus and five easy steps. So it's another great tool that they can use to help be more productive and clear while working from home. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jordan. Thank you, Charles. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure to click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Join other professionals looking to grow their business with Southwest Florida Inc. at swflinc.com and sign up for a free membership today. Thanks so much for joining us this week on Business Builders. I'll see you next time.